Support for IPR comes from Des Moines Metro Opera, whose 2024 season features The Barber of Seville, Zalame, Peleus and Melisande, and American Apollo, June 28th through July 21st. Tickets available now at DesMoinesMetroOpera.org. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. Two of the preeminent purveyors of Midwestern humor have started a partnership. Ray Gun, a t-shirt company and self-proclaimed greatest store in the world, and the legendary satirical newspaper The Onion. Ray Gun is an underwriter of Iowa Public Radio. Now, with these two organizations coming together, we thought it was the perfect time to bring them together on the air to explore what makes humor in this part of the country unique. Mike Draper is here, the founder of Ray Gun. Hello, Mike. Hello. And Jordan LaFleur, Managing Editor of The Onion. Hello, Jordan. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. And uh, when I saw that the two of you had struck up a partnership, I thought this sounds like a match made in heaven. But I have since learned that the earliest interactions between these two organizations involved a Twitter spat over punctuation. Mike, can you you tell me about this inauspicious beginning? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just... Man, I'm trying to think of how I mentioned that. But yeah, it was what we call hyphen gate here at Raygun. It's a really long story, but it had to do with uh, use of a hyphen on a shirt. And um, Jordan, I think, mentioned something on Twitter. And everything kind of escalated and then de-escalated. And I believe we mailed a shirt to him afterwards. But so that's how I knew... Uh, I had his email address in our system, and then there was a Chicago Tribune article about um, Jordan and the Onion, I think it was earlier this year, and I thought, oh, I should reach out and, um, you know, uh, just make a connection with them. Nice. Well, and Jordan, so you got that T-shirt in the mail. Did you then alter it to meet your <laughs> grammatical specifications? <laughs> oh, I think that they I think they offered me the opportunity to choose which I'd like, if I recall correctly. So I, of course, chose the one. I chose another that was grammatically perfect, if I recall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can one of you reveal which shirt this is that we're talking about? Yeah, it was. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we do. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff we do is so daily specific that you don't even really remember what was happening. But there was a point when um, Mike Bloomberg and Elizabeth Warren were still both running for president. And during one of the debates, Elizabeth Warren said that um, Mike Bloomberg had called women fat broads and horse faced lesbians. And so we were going to come out with a shirt that said um, something about uh, voters against or billionaires against fat broads and horse-faced lesbians or voter against I can't remember what it was or it's fat broads and horse-faced lesbians against billionaires and we were even internally talking about whether we should put all three horse-faced lesbians connect them with two hyphens to make one noun as if it was used so frequently like mother-in-law that we would even though we knew it wasn't right and so somebody said oh you've got an extra hyphen in there and we said oh we know and then they said you can't do that and we were like well it's kind of part of the joke and then you know one thing leads to another somebody who had written a you know a book on grammar chimed in and we internally were kind of like is this a practical joke (laughs) (laughs) This was obviously before the pandemic. So this was what uh, this was what could escalate on the Internet before COVID-19 were um, these like grammatical issues. <laughs> and so we then released a second shirt with only one hyphen and had a badge over it that said now with one less hyphen, which 
almost made a lot of people more angry because we were then equating the, quote, proper usage with the improper usage oh, as if goodness. they were on equal footing. So it, but again, it's, I think if you approach just about anything in life with humor, stuff can, you know, work out. And so even with, we don't necessarily take anything personally. So they, you know, we kind of looked at it as a strange, like, interaction through the day. And, you know, obviously, as <laughs> we're friends with Jordan now, and we still actually are in regular communication with two other people who were on that same Twitter thread. So we made a lot of friends that day through um, misuse of a hyphen. Wow. Which we acknowledge the use of our hyphen was not a uh, standard, should we say, but the English language can be pretty malleable. I know you said it was a long story, but I think it was absolutely worth it, Mike. Absolutely okay. worth it. <laughs> Zero regrets. Well, when here. I explained it to my wife that night, she was like, I never want to hear this again. Um, <laughs> please stop talking. She said this story talking. was so long and boring. Yeah, please do not talk about hyphens again. I can't talk about hyphens or sidewalks in my house. So that was the start of your interaction. But I do want to go back further in time and talk a little bit about the the start of both of these organizations, which really are important in Midwestern humor. And Jordan, why don't you remind us of the the origin story of The Onion? Sure. Um, The Onion uh, was born in Madison, Wisconsin. in no official capacity with the the university there, uh, uh, it being a college town, I think was pivotal um, to, to you know developing an audience. But yeah, it started in 1988, I believe, uh, purely as a as a print newspaper and purely satirical. So um, just as a brief overview, uh, went from Madison uh, to New York, uh, famously in 2001. Um, and then uh, moved to Chicago in 2012. So we've kind of uh, been all over at this point, but have remained purely Midwestern throughout. Even in New York? That must have been tough. <laughs> well, yeah, the, uh, a lot of the original Wisconsin crew uh, followed the, the organization to New York. And, you know, drawing lines between regional humor can can be difficult, but I do think there is something unique about uh, the sensibility, and uh, I, I think we've been consistent throughout our history. Mike, remind us of the origin story of Reagan. Well, I grew up outside Des Moines and then went to the University of Pennsylvania to study history. And when I started at Penn, I did not think that I would one day be selling T-shirts on the street. <laughs> and I think when my parents sent me to Penn, they also thought, that I would not be selling t-shirts on the street. But my senior year, I got rejected for a master's fellowship, which kind of freed up the next five decades of my life. (laughs) I didn't want to go to law school or pay for grad school. And so when a friend suggested we start selling t-shirts, I thought, yeah, (laughs) why not? I enjoyed selling t-shirts. I sold t-shirts on the street out east for six months. And then um, another friend of mine from Des Moines who was living out east suggested that I move back to Des Moines and open a store. And you get some advice at the right place at the right time. And it all kind of made sense to me. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to move back to Des Moines, learn how to screen print and open a store whose wheelhouse is ultra positive slogans about Des Moines. So needless to say, there were no investors and I was the only employee. (laughs) People were not lined up around the block with that business model run by a guy with a history degree. But we have steadily grown since then. We have eight stores now, just open one in Davenport. And then 
we have a store um, on the north side of Chicago, so we're not too far away from the residences of some of the Onion staff. And, Mike, when when did you sort of have this uh, epiphany moment? I mean, we... I think everyone in Iowa knows about ray gun shirts. Everybody could picture one. Everybody might be able to talk about their favorite one. I hope so. My favorite one right now is the marsupials of the Midwest shirt. <laughs> Just has a picture of different possums or maybe the same possum over and over and over. That's... Yeah. It's just the same possum in nine poses. Right. So it's, right. we've got all the marsupials on one shirt. You totally nailed it with that one. But when when did when do you feel like this this sort of brand of humor, this sort of uh, sensibility that we all know and love as Raygun became your brand, and why? Well, I think it's been from the beginning. The Midwest, if I were going to you know stereotype the entire region, I think lends itself fairly well to satire, just because. The humor here is often self-deprecating, and that I think comes from a place just kind of naturally. Gene Hammond, who wrote um, A Christmas Story, said that he was from Indiana and that the Midwestern is a born audience member. There's this idea that you're always looking from the outside in, and so it's a little bit easier to be a commentator in that regard. And I don't think, you know, I think the humor of Reagan has more just grown out of the region and that... I moved back because I knew that the humor was more advanced than even we gave it credit for. It's, you know, this is the region that produced David Letterman and Johnny Carson. And so it wasn't necessarily that we invented humor <laughs> in Des Moines. It's that we're kind of a product of this, you know, great humorous environment that I think sometimes we overlook. We're going to take a short break and then we'll get back to stereotyping the entire region in a moment. With me today is Mike Draper, the founder of Ray Gun and Jordan LaFleur, managing editor of The Onion. The two organizations have recently started a new partnership. This is Talk of Iowa from IPR News. Support for IPR comes from Des Moines Metro Opera, whose 2024 season features The Barber of Seville, Zalame, Peleus and Melisande, and American Apollo, June 28th through July 21st. Tickets available now at DesMoinesMetroOpera.org. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. With me right now are two of the preeminent purveyors of Midwestern humor. Mike Draper is the founder of Raygun, a t-shirt company and self-proclaimed greatest store in the world, also an underwriter of Iowa Public Radio. And Jordan LaFleur, managing editor of The Onion, the legendary satirical newspaper. They have created a new partnership, which made us think it was a great time to bring the two of them together on the air and talk about Midwestern humor and all kinds of other things as well. And I mean, Jordan, before the break, you mentioned, of course, that The Onion started in Wisconsin. And uh, although it has been 
from Madison to New York and now in Chicago. And many, many, many people have worked for The Onion over the years. You really feel like it has maintained this sort of Midwestern sensibility. So what do you think that means? I think uh, at the risk of parroting Mike a little bit, I do think there's just this chip on our shoulder that we have being in the Midwest. You know, uh, one of the shirts that we put on the store, in fact, uh, was Midwest discovered between East and West coasts, or at least (laughs) I think we're about to put that on the story, if uh, if I'm correct, Mike. But uh, so we have this, you know, uh, a third person view, even of ourselves, but of the world writ large as well. And so, yeah, as Mike said, I think we're born commentators and just uh, satire comes a little more naturally. Um, I think it can be a little bit more difficult now to pull apart what Midwestern sensibility means in comedy simply because of the success of it. So uh, Mike already cited Carson and Letterman, but, you know, uh, there are Midwestern folks in writers rooms in New York and L.A. and everywhere in between. And so just by virtue of having taken over the world of entertainment, uh, you may no longer be able to quite so readily identify the Midwestern sensibility, but it, but it, I do believe it was born and bred here. Well, I mean, there's definitely that that sort of self-deprecating um, part of Midwestern humor. And uh, Mike, uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I remember when The Onion went online, it was a very big deal. And, you know, everyone was talking about it in my nerdy social circle. What was your what were your early encounters with The Onion? I'm trying to think of when I first would have come across it, but I had always loved humor growing up. And so I, my parents might have bought me one of their books uh, called Our Dumb Century, which was released in sometime in the late later 90s. And it was a kind of a retelling of the entire 20th century through Onion front pages. So it went back as if the Onion had been around uh, during the First World War and the Second World War and beyond. So there was, I think, one of the headlines about the First World War was like, speaking of hyphens, was W-A hyphen. And then in a little note below, it said, headline continued on next page. And so (laughs) I like read every word of it and then bought um, other publications, like there, there were different collections of books. And then I don't remember what cities The Onion was published in in the late 90s, but if you were ever in Minneapolis or Chicago, you would get copies of it. And sometimes you would have like friends in those cities mail you copies of it. So back kind of before the Internet was a thing, we would read The Onion kind of any way possible. And then obviously now I can just do it from my desk. Right, right. And and uh, Jordan, I have noticed I, I, you know, follow on social media and enjoy the onion and have been following for years. And I noticed that there's a lot of recycling of headlines, these headlines that that meet a moment that we thought was a very distinct moment in our nation's history. And it turns out that the headline is also perfect nine years later or five years later or 12 years later. Um, that the that seems to really capture the the zeitgeist, at least of a certain portion of the population. With The Onion, do you feel like um, with having done this for so many years, have you commented on almost every possible scenario in, in the U.S.? <laughs> it, there are some days where it begins to feel like that. But but first and foremost, you're not supposed to notice the recycling. So oh, I have okay. no idea what you're talking about. But... <laughs> But you're right. Uh, there are there are there are uh, a lot of our jokes truly are evergreen. We are uh, 
good at noticing these these small moments in life that are universal and 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 creating excellent jokes out of them. So yes, they're the uh, true or not, we you might have noticed the repetition of some headlines. Um, and I, I, I do think though that uh, difficult or not, you will always find new ways and and uh, new means of making a commentary. Well, and and both Reagan and The Onion um, takes on. Uh political situations frequently. I mean, Mike, you mentioned already that, you know, often there is a sort of a a slogan of the day. You capture something ridiculous that has happened in our nation's news, often in politics, put it on a T-shirt. And you know that that is a T-shirt that is only going to be super relevant for a a limited period of time, which, I mean, that seems like kind of a a new approach to T-shirts, making T-shirts that you know people are only going to get the joke for probably three or four months. Um, But why do you like to to capture that moment like that? Oh, um, I'm not sure. It's, It's kind of part of the changing landscape, I suppose, of how, you know, people ingest uh, media, how you can kind of monetize media. So we looked at it as this was a way of taking, you know, two things, the world of humorous commentary and then the world of, you know, T-shirts and melding them together with the ability to get things fast to market um, with the Internet. So I think it's our type of business is kind of only really possible as it is in this you know modern era, although T-shirts are kind of this fascinating part of American culture in that they are, you know, one of the few things you can shoot out of a cannon at people at sporting events and they're happy about it. Um, T-shirts and hot dogs, right? Yeah, it's harder to do that with steak knives. Um, (laughs) Steak knife night would be less popular at the minor league baseball field. And I think with, but at the same time, you know, T-shirts are some people's most prized possessions and that you'll keep it and it reminds you of an event or an era in your life. And we will often kind of look for slogans that, although they are really specific and tied to an event, can sometimes be humorous when even seen out of context. You know, years later, if you don't necessarily know what the joke is, we have a shirt that says, America needs lesbian farmers. And this was a really specific allusion to a fear that Rush Limbaugh had that one of Obama's uh, agricultural programs was going to lead to just an army of lesbians invading the Midwest to take care of this, to take advantage of a farm subsidy that would lead to all the states uh, voting Democratic. And it was just so, I mean, absurd at the time that the American Needs Lesbian Farmers was born out of that as if it was a slogan for this campaign. And that's still one of our more popular shirts. People will buy it still and use it. And the context has been totally lost in terms of the actual event. But it's some of these ridiculous phrases that I think, uh, even without context, can be funny years later. Well, and and Jordan, that brings me back to the recycling, which you say that is not happening. Um, But I also find that people in my life often have their favorite onion headline that, you know, it'll just come up in conversation or their favorite onion story. And then all of a sudden it appears, you know, in your Facebook message or or in your Slack feed. Uh, We were talking about uh, fashion a couple of weeks ago and immediately, of course, the Midwestern fashion show (laughs) article shows up in my Slack. Iowa Fashion Week. Right. Iowa Fashion Week. That's right. (laughs) 
So so we do. We love these these lines. We love these stories and they become kind of part of of who we are. And even, I think, maybe how we explain ourselves to others who may not be as as aware of Midwestern culture. What do you think about that, Jordan? Oh, I mean, that's so lovely to hear. I mean, obviously, in my day to day, the, my colleagues and I are using these headlines as a way to communicate much in the same way that uh, you're describing. And to, to, to hear that from, uh, you know, our audience is always extremely lovely to hear. I mean, I, I, I do the same thing uh, in terms of describing myself. Like, I love these dark headlines that, uh, that actually have a, a sweet undertone. And the, the, the best example I can think of is, um, something like elderly woman begins freezing meals husband can eat while she's passed away, um, <laughs> which is like <laughs> on the surface, a very dark joke. Right. But it's about this sweet woman who is thinking so much about her partner that it's going to last into the afterlife. So I just I, I just love that kind of uh, uh, imbalance between those two things. Uh, and I feel like that, that, that my appreciation for that kind of joke, I, I think, describes me very well. <laughs> and so, yes, I, I think that's a, a common thing around here. And it's great to hear that others do it as well. Another thing that I've noticed about The Onion over the years is that um, you have these running jokes that have gone on for so long that I, I kind of hope you can never change them. But one of the shirts that's in this collection just says Area Man. And of course, many <clears throat> Onion headlines start with Area Man, blah, blah, blah. Or or you'll do a poll, the man on the street type poll, and you use the exact same photos of individuals Every single time you share quotes from people, I can only assume that the people who are in those photos are now retired and <laughs> have gray hair and have moved on. But... Uh, I'd have to yeah, one, may, one, of those, one of the people in those photos might be eating the food that his wife froze for him before she died. I, <laughs> I mean, he's got to be pretty old by now. There's one who's already old in the photos. That's, That's right. right. The, the, the shorthand, we, they all have shorthand names and he's simply old man. Uh, I, I, yeah. You know, I would estimate, I don't know for certain, but I'd like to believe that he's still very much with us. And I, I, I'd be surprised if he was over, what, like 80? No, he's, he's definitely still around. Um, but yeah, we, uh, the, the, the repetition of those photos is just like, just a, a quick nod to our audience. It, it's kind of an in, in-joke in uh it, it confuses some who are new to The Onion, but uh, I'm glad you seem to enjoy it. <laughs> well, I can imagine that uh, one of the appeals of this brand of Midwestern humor that we've been talking about is that familiarity. And Mike, I mean, you play on that all the time. You're always looking for new slogans for cities in the Midwest. And a lot of those slogans or the things that wind up on some very funny T-shirts depend on us to have some insider knowledge. I mean, that makes us feel kind of special when we have that insider knowledge, doesn't it? Yeah, we always think of the store in terms of who's coming in as a pair of people, and one is from the area and one's not from the area, and they're in together. We want the person who's from the area to kind of be able to explain some of the product to the person who's not from the area. And there's enough general material that you're going to get it if you're not from here, but there's enough insider material that it's, you know, kind of interesting. And I think The Onion does that well, too, with a lot of the headlines are funny if you don't really know what's going on. But a lot of 
you know, the other headlines, you really need to kind of know what's happening in terms of current events and uh, things like that. The T-shirts that do bank on that inside knowledge. Mike, I also see those as conversation starters. And I'm sure that a lot of your T-shirts probably stop conversation. Perhaps if somebody wears a specific (laughs) shirt, then somebody else looks at them and says, that's not a person I want anything to do with. Um, But some of yours (laughs) start conversations. Do you think about that? Yeah, we've had a lot of people who have told us that they've met... uh, you know, new friends or other people just through somebody commenting on a shirt they were wearing, which is always kind of cool to hear. And one time we we were like, oh, if anybody gets married because of one of our shirts, we'll pay for the wedding. And then before we posted that, we deleted it. And we're like, um, we'll give you a free shirt. Because <laughs> we were like, pay for the wedding. What is that? We had told we had years and years ago, we had said, oh, if somebody gets a ray gun tattoo, we'll pay for it. And somebody got this really elaborate tattoo with our logo, and it was like $400. And we were kind of like, oh, I, I guess we should have put a cap on it. <laughs> so we've, we've had to start uh, really reeling in uh, what we're going to promise people for what they do. Live and learn. We're going to take another short break. We'll be back in just a moment. I am talking with Mike Draper. He is the founder of Raygun and Jordan LaFleur, managing editor of The Onion. And these two purveyors of Midwestern humor have started a partnership. We're talking about that and also Midwestern humor in general. We'll continue our conversation in a moment. This is Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. Two beloved Midwestern humor institutions have now combined forces. The Onion, the satirical newspaper, and Ray Gun, t-shirt company and self-proclaimed greatest store in the universe. They are here together today on Iowa Public Radio as well. Mike Draper, the founder of Raygun, and Jordan LaFleur, managing editor of The Onion. So, Jordan, I mean, we talked about how the relationship between these two organizations started with a Twitter spat over punctuation. But tell me why you were drawn to to starting a partnership with Raygun. Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, it was just a, it was a one of the easiest decisions I've ever made in this role for the onion. Uh, they just, the short version is that we just have uh, very similar voices and uh, you know, we've had an existing store for some time, but uh, minding that store and figuring out how it ought to work uh, is just one portion of my job and, and being able to access Mike's expertise and uh, has been invaluable. And so I, I, I hope to grow the partnership from here, but, uh, it's just the sensibilities. We match, and it's just a it's just a very natural partnership. Well, and and Mike, you create partnerships with a lot of organizations. Iowa Public Radio is is one of those organizations that you have done some work with. NPR also, of course. Um, so partnerships is something that that you are always on the lookout for. I get the impression. What what made you think about partnering with the Onion? 
this one was almost so obvious that we didn't really think of it until this year. And it can always be a little tricky whenever you work with an organization you admire or one that's in a similar field to you, you know, whenever you have the onion has a really distinct voice and is obviously um, like confident in its creativity in place. And I think Raygun is similar in that regard. And so every once in a while, there is a little nervousness about if you reach out to somebody who's in a similar field, but just on a slightly different, um, in working in a different medium that it won't work out or you won't mesh and then you'll be bummed out about it. But so I, we had never really thought of it until just this year and then reached out and it's been cool to just realize how you know great the organization is and how easy everybody is to work with. Jordan, does having uh, you mentioned already, the Onion has had a store for a while selling you know various uh, items of merchandise. Um, does having Mike's eyes on it and the ray gun perspective does that change the way that you look at how you can extend some of these headlines and stories from the Onion? Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, the, the, the easiest example I can give is that we've long stayed away from timely content on shirts. Um, and it was looking at Raygun and seeing that they were having success doing exactly what we thought was a bad idea that, that encouraged us to revisit our thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and then and, and kind of uh, uh, we released a shirt um, just a couple months ago uh, with the headline, Supreme Court Overturns Right v. Wrong. And it did very, very well. And it was kind of our first experience with a headline T-shirt uh, doing so well as a result of, a, of a, a timely event. And so, yeah, it was at the encouragement of Reagan that we reconsider this whole philosophy, and, and it's already beginning to show some return. So Reagan, of course, has had a, a lot of success with very specific slogans that again play on inside knowledge and one of the shirts in this store plays on some inside knowledge for Chicago which I this is not a story that I had ever heard of I had not seen it in the onion I had not seen it in real life and then I looked at the store and I thought what on earth is this about so I mean Jordan the Dave Matthews Band had an issue in Chicago a few years ago. Can you give us, without using any swear words, can you give us a, a brief synopsis of what people believe happened? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, in fact, a real event. You can look it up. And it's become a bit of, a, uh, of an annual holiday here in Chicago. But uh, some number of years ago, uh, I think we're approaching a decade, maybe over. I'd have to look it up. But of a, a real event where <laughs> Dave Matthews tour It's like a decade jubilee. <laughs> yes, yes. No, we're going to celebrate big time. Uh, but no, his tour bus, while while going over the Chicago River, uh, unloaded their you know their tanks, their and 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 so, some significant amount of excrement uh, landed on people who are on uh, one of those tour boats that are on the river. Um, and so yeah, we we have a a, a headline that uh, I mean the, the premise is simple. The joke is just the, the joke is simply that he he somehow managed to do it again. Um, and so, yes, that, that is the headline, that is the headline that requires some pretty specific Chicago knowledge, but that was kind of the, 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 the genesis of this partnership was wondering if we could use the onions regional headlines effectively on merchandise. And, and from what Mike tells me that, that Dave Matthews shirt is doing quite well in their store. So I would say our hypothesis is, is panning out. <laughs> 
And Mike, is that the most words you've ever put on a shirt? It's a lot of words. And a picture of a yeah, boat. Yeah, I think yeah, the full one is um, Dave Matthews Band you apologizes after tour bus. Well, I can't say the whole thing, okay. but apologizes after uh, apologizes after tour bus dumps another 800 pounds of human feces onto same boat full of people. Which is that is a not particularly you wouldn't say that's a catchy uh, no. catchphrase. So it might be the no number <laughs> of words, but yeah, it's sold out twice in Chicago because it's one of these things that it was memorable when it happened because you know, what are the odds? Right. And then I think the Tribune did like a one year remembrance of it. And so it became kind of this funny thing to uh, almost celebrate year in and year out of like, remember the time. And yeah, I think it has been almost a decade or maybe over a decade now. And it doesn't, it's one of those things that doesn't make sense to a lot of people in a lot of other cities. But if you are, you know, in Chicago and walk into the Chicago store and you see that headline, it does kind of like make your day of thinking, yeah, I'm in on that. I remember when that happened. Now, and Mike, for these shirts, you made some very un-Raygun-like changes. The justification of the <laughs> the words is centered instead of to the left and you changed your font. This is huge. How, how did you convince yourself to do this? Yeah, we, I mean, I guess I've just been broken down. No, it's, I've become less dogmatic with time and more uh, welcoming of change. So the, the fonts are all in a serif instead of a Gothic. And so they match more onion headlines and look like traditional newspaper headlines rather than um, our stuff. So in a few years, who knows, we might be using Comic Sans. <laughs> and then in a few years more, maybe Papyrus will find its way onto our website, and that's how you know we'll have jumped the shark and it's all over. Well, you mentioned uh, these these regional um, headlines, and, and here are a couple examples. Minnesota resident thinking of finally packing it all up and moving to someplace warm like Michigan. Um, another one, rural Nebraskans not sure how they could handle frantic pace of Omaha. Um, <laughs> Iowa art students spend class sculpting butter with live cow model. <laughs> so you, uh, Jordan. Well, and in our Omaha store, our manager said that the rural Nebraskan one, customers have commented like, oh, my God, my grandma or my aunt said almost this exact same quote. <laughs> Yeah, on the onion is supposed to be satire, but you're obviously stealing things from real life here, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, we we get that a lot. So sometimes uh, we we cut a little close to the bone. <laughs> so in choosing these uh headlines, was this a cooperative process between the, both the onion and Raygun or or Jordan was there an editorial meeting at the onion where you decided, "Oh, these are the the ones that we want to see on t-shirts." Oh, I'm, I'm afforded some a fair amount of autonomy when it comes to the store. So, yes, the editorial meeting was between me, myself, and I. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I got some great input from Mike. Like, I, I simply searched our ar- archives for, you know, cities in, in, in the region and uh, pitched to him uh, what I thought w- would work best. But he had some great feedback, and I, and I think we landed on the right one because he has, he has the expertise in terms of, like, what moves T-shirts. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's it's been uh, uh, excellent to work with him. Well, and and Mike, I don't want this to sound overly promotional, but you have certainly um, 
pushed the boundaries of what moves T-shirts and proved a lot of people wrong over the years. You've certainly made T-shirts where I thought, no way. And then I am sure they sell out. So so you're like the world's leading expert on on what people will actually buy on a T-shirt, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes I, a lot of it is still trial and error, but I, it does come from a certain place of it. It is hard to explain, but sometimes, you know, people will say, well, you're, you know, turning off a certain percentage of the population, et cetera, et cetera. But I think when you, you know, see how seriously we take the community and what we've done, and there's always going to be a certain amount of respect, I think, from a creative standpoint of any organization that kind of just knows what they do sticks to what they do and really works to do it well. You know, if even if you disagree with something they're going to do occasionally, um, I, at least that's my hope for the world. And so there are things that I think people are surprised that we not only get away with, but have, you know, support from those groups. And so sometimes we'll get branded as a, you know, progressive store and we're, I think, politically fairly progressive. But just the other day, the CEO of Spotify or Shopify was meeting in Washington, D.C. with some, an elected official and tweeted at us because the elected official was holding up one of our mugs and it was Joni Ernst. <laughs> and this is, you know, through the bread bag controversy and stuff, these, this is somebody who we have kind of actively uh, joked about but doesn't have a problem with promoting the company because I think we are, you know, at least something that uh, Iowa and maybe the Midwest can be proud of. So right now there are onion products uh, available online and there are onion t-shirts also in Raygun stores. Where does this partnership go from here, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> if I were better at business planning, I would probably have a five-year thing mapped out. But really a lot of us is work in progress. So we would, you know, like to continue developing it. Right now it's trial and error and you know, who knows what will this will lead to if you know, you would ask me or my parents or especially my wife if, you know, selling T shirts on the street was gonna lead to a fifteen year career and one day being able to come on the greatest um, talk show in all of Iowa, <laughs> I would have been surprised. But here we are. So who knows where this is going to go? <laughs> Jordan, I, I feel like, you know, we talk, we plumbed the Twitter t- tension earlier. And um, I, I feel like this is a, a friendly partnership. But there's there's clearly a little bit of tension still holding over there. Do you think you guys will be able to work <laughs> together in the future? <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, healing is an ongoing process. You know, I, I, you, I don't think you can ever claim to reach the finish line. But, is, you know, we're going to actively manage and just be open and communicative. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get through it. <laughs> Jordan LeBlur. There's, there's hope for us. There's hope for America. Right. Maybe we are all <laughs> in right. this together, guys. Yeah. The hyphen was inside of us the whole time. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Jordan LeFleur, thank you so much. Thank you. And Mike Draper, thank you. Thanks a lot. Jordan LeFleur, managing editor of The Onion. Mike Draper, founder of Raygun. These two organizations have recently started a partnership. This is Talk of Iowa from IPR News.